Hi, nonprofiteers. Welcome to Nonprofit Biz Talk with your host, Tracy V. Allen, nonprofit strategist. Nonprofit Biz Talk is about giving you the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts to manage, build, and grow a nonprofit organization that will positively impact the community you serve. Hey guys, how are you? So today I want to talk to you about advisory boards and why your organization needs to have one. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Tracy B. Allen. I'm a nonprofit strategist for TVA Consulting, uh, where we help organizations put the pieces together to make sense, because if it doesn't make sense, it just does not work. So advisory boards, what are advisory boards and why do you need one? Okay, so there are different reasons for formulating an advisory board. Um, one of the reasons could be because you are, you're, you don't have your nonprofit status yet from the um, federal government, so you're using another organization as your fiscal sponsor. So you can't legally have a board of directors, so you'll have an advisory board in place of your board of directors in that case. Another reason is the main reason we're going to talk about it today. You need an advisory board if you already formulated um, your 501c3 and it's been approved by the federal government. You may need an advisory board because sometimes what we have here is not what the community needs because we have our own needs and desires and we have this utopic type vision of what we want our organization to look like and what we want it to look like may not be serving the needs of the community. So in that case, you need an advisory board. If I'm just going to ask that if you could do me a favor and you can share this out, I'll be more than happy because people need to hear this information. So like I said, Sometimes we have a vision of what we want our organization to be. We have a service that you want. You have a service that you want to deliver to the community. But what you're thinking and what is what the community actually needs does not coincide with each other. So this advisory board is a group of people who live in the community that you want to serve. They are probably people that you actually want to reach with your mission and they should come together. They're not a board of directors. They're an advisory board. They don't have any legal responsibilities to the organization. They're just there to give you direct insight as to the wants, needs, and desires of the community so that you can make sure that you are achieving your mission. So a prime example is as an educator, when I was teaching, I would do lesson plans. So I plan out this lesson, say I'm going to teach nouns, and I plan out this beautiful lesson in my mind. I have, you know, what I'm going to do as my bell ringer. I have what I'm going to do as my introduction to the lesson, my um, you do, my we do, you do. Uh, no, gosh, I'm saying it right, wrong. It's um, I do, um, we do, you do. And then I have my closing and what I'm going to do as a follow-up exercise. I have the whole thing planned out perfectly, and it makes perfect sense to me. And I get in front of the, um, the classroom, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be a wonderful lesson. So I get in front of the classroom, and I start teaching my lesson. And then I look around, and I realize, wait a minute, my students are not engaged. They have blank looks on their faces, and they're just sitting there. Like, you know, when in the cartoons, when you can hear crickets in the background, that's what's going on in the classroom. 
and you're like, okay, wait a minute. I'm up here patting myself on the back like, yes, I'm doing a really good job. And my kids are sitting behind on me going, uh-huh. She thinks that she's up there doing something, but we don't understand anything that's going on in this class today. So one of the things you do is that you turn around and you go, uh, you ask a general question. Are you guys understanding what I'm talking about? And most of the time, nobody will answer you. And they'll start looking at each other because nobody wants to admit that they don't understand what's going on. So then it behooves you as the teacher now to go back to your goals and objectives for your lesson and start asking questions based on the goals and objectives. So your goals are the general overview of what you expect to achieve. Your objectives are the specific outcomes that you expect after you have taught the lesson. So especially if you're halfway through the lesson, you want to go now and ask these kids like, hey, ask some specific questions based on your goals and objectives. And you want to act like for me, I taught classrooms that were either honors, regular ed students all across the board or a mixture. So I would have regular functioning students. I would have um, middle level stu students that went to lower third. And then I would have sped students, which are special education students. And so sometimes I taught mixed classrooms with a with a special ed teacher and a special a special ed. I can't speak today. What's wrong with me? A special ed para. So I would ask somebody in each segment of my classroom questions based, like I said, on my goals and objectives. And based on their answers, I would know if I am on the right track or not. And then I have to be flexible enough to readjust my lesson based on whether or not my kids are understanding it. Because if they're not understanding it, it doesn't make sense for me to continue. Because the um, objective of the lesson is to get to a specific outcome and if I'm not getting to that specific out outcome I'm wasting my time and that is what a lot of nonprofit organizations are doing they're wasting their time because like I said you formulate this vision this outcome that you want to achieve but is the outcome realistic for the community that you are serving it's not about you and even teachers have, like I said, being a t an educator, I know this because we have that issue. We have a utopic, like I said, a utopic thought of what we want our outcomes to be. But our delivery method may not be the right delivery method for the kids. And organizations are doing the same thing. You are delivering in a way that the community cannot connect to. So they're not going to use your services. They're going to try to go elsewhere or they're just going to stay home and wallow in whatever it is that they're wallowing in. So you have to make sure that you're delivering for your community the way they need it to be delivered to them, the way they can connect with it. You need to make sure that you are, um, you are giving them the needs or the wants that they have in order to make it holistic. Now, one organization cannot provide all of the services that a community needs, but the advisory board can help you to tap into all of the needs within that community. The advisory board needs to be made up of at least five people who are in the community. And they need to be from male to female, different age ranges, different generations, because, you know, unless you're specifically dealing with young people, then, or specifically dealing with the elderly, you need to have a, a, a variation of generations. You have to have diversity on this advisory board. So you're getting a, a broad spectrum of what 
everybody in your community needs from your organization. So like I said, not one community, can, um, one organization can um, deliver everything a community needs. But what you can do is to make community partners. You can join with other organizations to fill the gaps that your organization doesn't fill. So this is how an advisory board can be um, an asset towards your organization because you do not want to have this grand plan in your mind or on paper, but when you start implementing it, no one is interested because the delivery method is not what they need. It is not how they need it. It doesn't it doesn't jive with their needs, their wants and their needs. And it, it's not, maybe it needs to be broken down into different segments. Take for instance, you are a, an organization that wants to do a GED program for displaced adults, maybe who dropped out of school or kicked out of school or got pregnant, whatever the situation is. Now you decide that you want to start an organization that gets them to get their GED, that allows them to get their GED, a second chance program. Okay, so you start this program and you go into the community and you start recruiting people. And in the classroom, um, which the GED programs, because I've taught GED programs, are usually, most of the time, we can get a, a student through a GED program in a year, maybe, from beginning to pass. But one of the things you have to do is an assessment. And during that assessment phase, you're going to know if that person is ready for the GED. A lot of these people who may have, maybe they dropped out in the ninth grade or maybe even in the 11th grade, but it doesn't mean that they're ready to take their GED. Their skill level may not be on GED level. So what are you going to have to do as an organization? You're still an educational-based organization. You have to implement an ABE program. So you need to implement a program that's going to teach them basic reading, writing, and math before you can get them to the GED because it doesn't make sense to put them in a GED program. If they cannot achieve, they're going to be frustrated, they're going to be annoyed, and they're going to drop out again. And that second chance program just instills failure in them, which makes it worse for that person. So an advisory board can help you in so many ways to adjust the programs and that you think are so perfect and actually make it more um, attractive to the community that you're serving. So that is the great advantage of having an advisory board. And I would always suggest that an organization implement one. You want to do the same things that you're doing when you are um, trying to recruit a board of directors. You want to make sure, <clears throat> again, I'm losing my voice. <coughs> Sorry. You want to make sure that you are, <coughs> you want to make sure that you are, um, interviewing these people. You're not just picking people at random. There has to be a process, an application and um, interview process to make sure you're getting the right people on this advisory board. You don't want people that are combative. You don't want people who are just all about themselves. You want people who have the best interests of the community at, um, it, you know, who wants the best for the community and for themselves as well. They want to see themselves prosper and they want to see the community prosper as well because that way you know you're going to get the best advice from these people. So that is what you, why you need, you need, need, need an advisory board. If you are a nonprofit organization currently working in the community and things are just not connecting, it's not adding up, you are missing the mark. So what you have is not translating 
to the people in the community. So you need to get people in the community to get together to tell you how to best serve them. And that's it. Please, um, if you need any more information, please go to my website and book a consultation so we can do some strategic planning and get you where you need to be. Remember, you decided to start this organization and it is your job to get it right for the community that you decided to serve. All right, that's it for today. Bye, guys. Okay, nonprofiteers, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. And remember that there's someone in your community counting on the services that your nonprofit organization offers, and it is your job to make sure that you get it right. Until next time, I'm Tracy V. Allen.